All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to another edition of the Gambit Podcast. I am Solo Base 15 here with my good friend Zareth, and we are here to ring in the death of 3v3. At least, at least for now. Zareth, how are you doing on this fine, fine night? I am super ready for 3v3 to be dead, as you say. <laughs> oh, well, lucky for you. Lucky for you. We have at least five weeks, six weeks off from it. Um, yeah, actually, so. it'll be, yeah, six Six is right. I was going to say seven, but it's it's only a three-week 5v5 coming up. Right. Yeah. So we are very close to learning if it is back into a 3v3 and 5v5 rotation or it's going to be some other exaggerated something so if you had Uh, if you had to predict what would you say do you think it's going to be a one-to-one ratio do you think it's going to be like two 5v5s to one 3v3 what do you think i think it's one-to-one again i agree i think yeah i mean just and that's based entirely off of what we did for like i don't know the better part of the year maybe (laughs) more than that Uh, yeah 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 like it's that's it seems like that's that's what they want to do and honestly that would be easiest to do anyways just from a from a perspective of expectations instead of like oh shoot was this the second 5v5 or you know right right and so part of the hardest part of this 3v3 was there was such a large gap that trying to figure out the teams because rosters changed so dramatically trying to figure out the teams was kind of a nightmare the first week or two. Um, So when you put it back into a rotation, there's a lot less change. Like you add one team or you add one or two teams and it's easier to pick up rather than, Hey, your board's going to look completely different. The the former most two most dominant teams, yeah, yeah, they're they're Max Banner teams now. Like, don't put them on defense. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, Calvin has a good point here. Three v three Omicrons really mandate one to one. He said. I I mean, that, yeah that that was my assumption when Tuscan Omicron came, but it's also the only one right now. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, but That's yeah, true. I, I, I do. I do mostly agree. And I, I also said, I think it's going to be one-to-one. Um, so I, I do think, I do think that's the direction we're headed. I'm actually kind of glad with that. I'll be honest with you with the five V five seasons. I like five V five. I like five V five better than three V three to be clear, but man, when it's the same thing every time, it just gets boring. It just, like it just, you know, like we had what five straight five v fives, and by the end of it, I was just like, okay, this is the same thing we do every single day. So three v three was at least a refreshment, um, which I appreciate. Yeah, I uh, I agree. I think so. So there were a lot of people actually, like yourself included, a lot, you know, myself included. That I. I was still enjoying 5v5, but I, I could feel it starting to wear away, you know, at what at my preference, you know, I was, I was, it was starting to, you know, uh, one or two more seasons and I, I would have been just totally done with fives as well. So a lot of people were like, yes, 3v3, finally something different. Thank goodness. Right. And uh, pretty soon though, it, I mean, 
now now we'll get to the point where everyone's and so there were still some people who who hated on threes uh you know to start it to start it off or to kick it off uh but yeah. i think there were a lot of people who were excited about it and now they're gonna there's gonna be a collective eye roll when we get back to 3v3s at once <laughs> Once we, they're like, okay, well, so we did the real season. It's like territory battles. It's like, okay, like dark side territory battles isn't really a territory battle. It's a week off. Right. That's yeah. The dark side territory battles is me hitting the auto button for three phases and then be like, man, I have to actually play this fourth day. What is, what right. is this? <laughs> yeah. What the hell? What, what have we been doing? <laughs> Dare you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, but but really, I mean, like some people are going to feel the, a similar way to 3v3. They're going to be like, really? Like, you're going to make me participate in this weird thing that like, <laughs> but they're going to do the same thing. They're going to hit the auto button for three days, you right. know, or for three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? It's only three weeks now. So it's not, it's not even a full four weeks, which we've talked about that previously. And that's also amazing. Um because I got to the fourth week this time. And by the last match, I was kind of just like, uh, I'm not going to change my defense up. That's fine. <laughs> right. Um, you know, you know what I liked about threes? Well, so I I'm sick as hell. Like I, I had a really rough season and there, there are good and legitimate reasons for that. Um, that you know I'll, I'll next season I almost I almost have to do better like but but I you know I had a rough season and the thing though that I really like about it even though I'm sick to death of it right now and I hate it so much I, I love that you get to use like weird teams that aren't just like smaller versions of other teams that you use it's like yeah like Thridian doesn't really exist in any meaningful way in 5v5 but 3v3 it's like oh that team's fun. Like Cassian and K2. Like, hey, I get to use <laughs> I get to use Cassian and, and K2 both. Like I never get to use those guys. Right. Yeah, it does. It it opens up a lot of strange teams. Like I started at the end using Darth Vader, Star Killer, and Ninth Sister. Like that's that's not gonna be a team I use in 5v5, but it was so damn fun in 3v3 because it's just like Oh, hi, Darth Revan. How are you? You're dead. <laughs> dead. That, actually, <laughs> that actually will kill Darth Revan's in 5v5, but it'll be overkill for Darth Revan in 5v5, as opposed to it was a little bit overkill in 3v3, but I don't think right. too much. Man, are you saying that, man? Uh, you're right. Like He's better in 3v3 uh, for sure. This is like the swan song for Darth Revan, though. Like well, this, the this coming season. The temporary swan song. Because then Malgus comes back and... Or not comes back. Then Malgus comes. Oh, and, that's know. what I mean. It, then, oh, then yeah. it's, and then it's Darth Malgus teams. It's not Darth Revan oh, teams yes. anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%. Um, so maybe Starkiller will be used on Darth right. Revan. <laughs> Yeah, Darth Revan's been, Darth Revan's like, no, nah, man, Star Killer's been killing me for a few seasons now. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, it, it's going to be I'm really curious to see how Malgus impacts the next, the next season. Because he comes, or I forget the calendar. I think he comes like the last week, doesn't he? 
Um, I forget now. Uh, but oh, it comes the last week of what? Of five v five. Of this five v five. I think so. Right. Oh, there's no way because we're just now. No, I. Well, because we've only done we've only done one GAC or we've only done one conquest season so far. We have a whole. Oh yeah, so season. maybe it'll come right. Uh, hold on. No, it it should come. It should come at the last, the last week. We should have Malgus. Last the, the last week of this. A five v five, yeah, because of this two week break. So we have we have six weeks before that. Yeah, like Prime says, it depends on how fast the next conquest season ends. Because we haven't even started the second conquest season yet. Right, but that the ne- the second one should end on the 29th, and then I I will I you know bet dollars to donuts that the next one after that starts on its normal schedule. Okay. If- yeah, I'm cool I mean, with it. If that's th- there's no announcement, so this is speculation. But right. I, I'm pretty sure this conquest is just getting moved because of the title update. Right. Oh, oh, yeah. I think you're right about that. Like they're just pushing it. Hopefully, they're they, they've they've no communication. Yeah. But you know, right? They, <laughs> communication. What's that? Um, <laughs> they may eventually do that, or they may just. I think they're going to find it really convenient, actually, to never communicate anything. Because then they're like, well, we never said anything approaching that. We're like, well, well you, never, you never said anything approaching anything. So Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, why communicate when people are going to complain about it up front and then complain about it at the end? Like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't communicate. Because last time they said, hey, we're going to try and do these things, and then it didn't work out. The community's like, you're such a liar. You lied to us. We can't trust anything you say and it's like all right cool i just won't say anything next time yeah right. well i mean how many people out there as the their default action when they see a new forum post is to screenshot oh god yeah yep. just make, make sure same. yeah before they read it just screenshot that so that they make sure that we don't get to yeah like just in case they edit it, like Lord forbid they edit it for more clarification. They they have the original version so that they can yeah. call them out on it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, I just never communicate anything, then be like, surprise. Surprise. <laughs> Here it is. Um I mean I I do feel like they kind of need to do it at least a little bit because yeah, like they have to like without hype without excitement like people are just going to be like oh, i quit like how frustrating would it be if if they just like they went like three months without announcing anything and then they just suddenly dropped a galactic legend right and it's just like all right guys all right a-holes like you have 12 characters to gear he's available now and the krakens <laughs> are like oh done and you and me are like crap well we have a couple we have at least a couple months to go before this you know like and a lot of people would have quit by then anyways without the hype like they 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 need to hype things but but yeah if it's you're right they're not going to communicate that much (laughs) i get the i get the feeling that uh our our interim community manager is sick of our shenanigans (laughs) yeah yeah, uh, pro- I probably. To be fair, I'm mostly sick of the form 
shenanigans <laughs> and Reddit shenanigans. Um, yeah, I, it's uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. It. I think the hardest part about this is they don't release a month schedule until that month. And so when you make changes like this, there's nothing like we know nothing. I, I don't even care about the new content. If you don't want to tell me about the new content, you want to save it for the road ahead because it has to be approved by your lawyers and your investors and like all that crap. Cool. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. But don't just say Con- Conquest will now be tied into the 28-day slash four-week cycle and not tell me how. <laughs> like At least tell me how it ties into the cycle. Does it always start on the GAC off week? Does it always start in the middle of GAC? Does it always start one week before light side territory battles? Like, tell us how it ties in on the cycle. Don't just say, oh, yeah, by the way, guys, it's going to tie in. We promise. Right. Well, yeah, it's always, they're like, hey, it's tying in. Unless it's inconvenient to us, then it's whatever we want it to be. Right. Yeah, that's a frustrating precedent to set. Um, uh, uh, yeah, their their communication or lack thereof is it can be a little frustrating. I, I do. Yeah. I have been enjoying the game. I'm. I feel like right now we're in this transition period where people are ready to quit. Like be, people are nervous about these datacrons that we've heard nothing about. Yeah aside from the beta leak and you just wonder like how freaked out is cg maybe not at all what are what are your thoughts how how freaked out is cg that they actually got the balancing right because they haven't had the beta testers to help them at all with it this is like this is like the first time they're away from home or something like as you know like you're a teenager you're visiting relatives or something you're alone you're you're on your own for the first time without your parents like how freaked out, you know, are they yeah. that they they're releasing something without like pr- players testing it? Um, I don't think they are. But I, I honestly, I don't think that they are. Um, just because they they have their idea, like the loss of the beta te- beta tester is more is more a problem for us than it's a problem for them. So um, I, I don't think they are freaked out about it. I think they liked it. I, like, I'm, you know, but I, uh, when you, when one of the, you know, few trusted people decides that they'd rather create horribleness in the community as opposed to actually help, I think they're glad the beta test is done. Because they clearly couldn't trust the people doing the beta test. Right. Yeah. Uh, um, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm nervous. I'm real nervous. I want, I want them to actually have good stuff tested. Yes. So find, so find trustworthy people. <laughs> like that's, and that's, that's hard because all the beta testers to be trustworthy or to get the beta testers you want, right? You're going for like the ultra competitive people, uh, the people that are really going to push the limits of the game. Like your casual player 
isn't going to test the game how you want it to test, right? It, you're, they're not going to try all these crazy combinations. They're not going to try and do stuff. Like you, you want the people that really love the game. But part of the downside with that is if I know something's coming, it's really hard not to leak it to my friends that are also ultra competitive that we're in a guild and knowing this could help push us, <laughs> you know, up above another one of the guilds. Um, right. So it's a really hard situation to be in. I hate whoever leaked this information because at least in the past, it was like a couple people saying, hey, you know, hey, guild, just save some of your resources. Trust me, save some of your resources. And now it's like, let's set the community on fire. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but um, like... That's probably like just the resignation notice anyways. They're like, you know what? I'm right. sick of being a beta tester, but I don't want to tell people I'm unwilling to help. So I'm just going to leak everything and pretend like I'm a hero. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, so yeah, maybe they should just, uh, they should just give all the Gambit Alliance access. <laughs> there you go. Just trust I won't us. tell anyone. Yeah. <laughs> I promise. Uh. <laughs> I'll tell all my friends who are all in the Gambit Alliance. So right. Yeah. <laughs> Ignore that server, 4,000 people, I promise. Right. <laughs> but um, anyway, that, I mean, that's probably not what we came here to talk about. Um, oh, so we, <laughs> we should actually, speaking of the Gambit Alliance, real quick. Um, yes. We just added a new member to it, guys. Um, we have Tassinix, who yeah. is a uh, you know, he's constantly challenging top 10 on the leaderboards. Really good player. Um, has a fun hat. Good dude. Um, <laughs> and has a printer. He has a printer in the background of a stream if you pay enough channel points. Very important distinction. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's exciting to have him on. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so we'll... Uh, He'll, he'll be at our, hopefully he'll be at our next uh, Gambit uh, roundtable yes. in, a, in a week or two. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we actually should talk about what we're going to do there. We're sort of. We're... <laughs> his, his, his wife just got on and said he's asleep, but he's excited <laughs> to join next time. And Tass just said, actually, I'm here. <laughs> Basically. Uh... <laughs> did he meet the gar saxon relic requirements he does um that is an, also an important distinction prime good point um mm. but yeah so we should talk uh, that I, i'm very excited to have tasks in the mix um but also we should talk about what we're going to do the next two weeks because we're we have nothing to do with the next two weeks um so my my gut feeling is well not gut feeling we're going to get a big announcement sometime soon i think you know you and i talked about it a little bit that our goal is to try and have the round table after the announcement so that we can kind of have a, you know a, a multi-view of what this announcement is Lebone, is it definitely on wednesday did they say that or is that just the assumption that i'm also going on um but so we want to do the oh, okay yeah uh we want to do the round table around the announcement because obviously it's 
game changing um, in theory, we think. Um, and then the other week, just kind of, I think we're going to have just a chill hangout and talk stream. Because um, there's going to be 5v5 yeah. prep to talk about. There's, you know, uh, going to be Malgus and all the fun stuff for us to talk about. So that's probably what we're going to do the next two Fridays. So pay attention. We'll keep you updated. Hey, guys. So go join our Discord server if you haven't already. Uh, we, we just passed, well... I don't know how long ago it was. We're we're like almost we're at like forty one hundred now, but we passed four thousand a while ago. Members um, on our on our uh, Discord server, and you can sign up for notifications. All you have to do is hit an emote, like go to information and roles, and then choose what you want. And you don't have to type in some awkward bot command or anything. You just click the role, and you're automatically assigned to it. That's the only time we tag people on the server is if you've yep. already signed up for it. So if you're sick of getting notifications. You don't have to leave the server. You can just uh, unsign up. It's, it's easy enough. So yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So with that said, that's our plan. That's our big gambit announcement and all the fun. Let's now discuss the death of three v three, and hope that we don't have to talk about it again for six more weeks. Um, Oh, so, uh, re real, real quick. I'm sorry. Oh, you can also yeah. sign up for TAS uh, notifications as well for his live streams on that same uh, on that same Discord server. Yes. So. Yes. Okay. So. All right. Sorry. So now, now we can talk about the death of three. Yes. 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 So, three v three is dead. Ding dong. Hooray! Um, is there anything that surprised you this three v three season? Okay. So, uh, my final match. The, there was a team comp that I that did surprise me big time um, with Lord Vader, uh, Thrawn, and Maul. Is like you can't off meta oh, it. Yeah. yeah, that that one's actually been that popped up at the end of last week. <laughs> Basically, just to say, um, "F you, Fennec." <laughs> yeah, I was really impressed and frustrated because my opponent placed it. I was like. Well, I yeah. was. I said some words that aren't, I'm not going to repeat on this podcast. That's for sure. <laughs> In the privacy of my own home, I, yeah. I uttered those words, and it was, um, yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it's a very impressive comp. I mean, I, I would like to test it a little, little bit and see, you know, what what things could possibly, you know, off meta it if you could zerg it down. But I didn't have the right tools for it, and yeah. so I, I would say that that was the most surprising because. I didn't know it existed until um, until it did, and I was like, "Well, I don't have an answer to this." Crap. Uh, yeah. Um, interestingly enough, it, that one makes it a little easier for your GLs to counter. So it's one of those we're going to stop your off meta, but at the same time, we're gonna we're gonna help your GLs to counter it. Um, now, of course, your guy placed it in the back when he had three GLs in the front, which makes that difficult. But um, yeah, but you won't make that mistake again next time. Well, that, and that's just the thing. I mean, now that I know it exists, it's like, well, I, I mean, yeah, that was that was a frustrating uh, total totality of circumstances for sure. But but yeah, I mean. I think it, it all just plays into the fact that 
I tried to do the off meta thing as much as I could this season and just to see if, see if I could, could impose my own, you know, like crazy defense rules on, on this JC season. And what I discovered, at least at the top end, like it works in the bottom end, like people fail all the time against random crap, but against really good players, like people just counter all your crap with, with like, you know, really, really efficient teams. And uh, you know, like your GLs, like putting going GL heavy on defense just doesn't really work. So, uh, but yeah. but keeping them for keeping them for offense gives you l- way more flexibility. So yeah, we'll, we'll go back to that next season for sure. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, part of the thing is like I know CLS against Gas is pop like starting to rear its head, and everybody wants to tell me that Wampa off metas. EP star killer. And then I see the win rates at like 60%. Um, the fact of the matter is these teams are still really difficult on defense. And so <laughs> um, if you have to face them NGLs, like you just, there's not enough a plus off meta teams, but. Um, oh, so. what I, yeah. What I discovered was. I think I think now I have an uh, an off meta counter to all the uh, all the non galactic legend teams, right? Actually, yeah. like I, th- I think I have so, but the galactic legends, it's like how how many off meta teams do I are there really like that don't involve a lot of really weird, you know, multi shot right. awkward, you know, like if you don't, well, I could do that with four different teams, but if I used up one of those specific teams on a previous counter then a you know then shoot i'm guess because i'm screwed like it's just too convoluted to counter gls in 3v3 yeah that's your own it can be like there there's the trusty old ones of you know darth revan against jml which most people don't put jml on defense and don't take uh darth revan on offense so you barely see that one that people forgets and then uh jedi knight revan jedi knight luke armor against supreme leader kylo the one thing i will say is that was kind of nailed down a little harder uh this 3v3 season in that people started putting the beskar on jedi knight revan rather than jedi knight luke and it made the counter a lot more sturdy of course if they placed daka and zombie with supreme leader kylo it your Luke just goes into an endless cycle of hitting zombie. But um, that was one of the off metas that I found got perfected a little more this season. That was interesting. That is interesting. You're right. Um, you know, the, the season was surprising in a lot of ways, just because there were so many new characters, like how, how does dash fit into things and, how, how do a lot of different teams fit in? But at the same time, I mean, it, it, it seemed very similar. Once once you kind of got got the hang of it, uh, it seemed very similar to past uh, 3v3s. Like, you're still doing, like, Mon Mothma's still just killing random crap, you know? <laughs> right. Like, you kind, of, you kind of just have to look at 3v3 as kind of an archetype uh, type thing. It's yeah. like, um, okay, so this is like a debuff-heavy team. This is like a timeout kind of team. This is, you know, like... Uh, uh, burst yeah. damage type and then and then you figure out what teams can actually you know kind of 
absorb the you know the the bad things and deal you know and deal damage and the good things and you know you can kind of just ritz and repeat i mean yeah it's very satisfying once you get in the flow of that yeah i did find um one of my favorite things that happened this 3v3 season was the tuscan omi came and then it was figured out (laughs) like it was like Oh my God! This this Omicron is going to be great on defense, and then because it had hold, like such great hold numbers that first week, and then people are like, "Oh, we just take AOEs against this, right?" Oh, okay, yeah, cool. That's all right. <laughs> I, I had a couple laugh out loud moments where it's like someone used a Jedi Master Kenobi, like they lost and they lost to the Tuscan team, clearly not understanding yeah. it, and they're like, "Fine." fine i'll use my galactic legend and they take jedi master (laughs) kenobi who doesn't have a a permanent death or an aoe on the team yeah and then they time out to that it's just like wow (laughs) (laughs) that is that that was quite amusing it's like wait guys that's that's not smart um (laughs) right but I mean, like, uh, Newt, in fact, you just this past round used Newt to beat it. Um, I've used Beskar to beat it. You know, uh, Boba, Grief, Mando can beat it. Like, any team that can just ignore Taunt and has the insta-kill is like, okay, cool, you're dead. Like, bang. (laughs) Treya beats it. Like, it turned into just that annoying team that if you don't have the right team to counter it, um right you're in trouble but if you do well that was an easy max banner win so my last round opponent actually he he had the tuscan one and (laughs) so you're right like it's not that tough to solve except like his was fast and hit hard enough that it actually beat atreya team like it killed nihilus on the team and and then like they just didn't lose like they just couldn't kill the and they just timed out against them. Yeah. Um, and that makes sense. The, I think next 3v3 season, people are going to learn that the Tuscan Omi can actually do really fun things on offense. But there's like this trend of, I, I just got this new powerful character. I'm not going to take it on offense. Um, even though people have figured it out three weeks or four weeks into it. Like, that Tuscan, they they kill. You'd be surprised how much it kills on offense because the AI, if they don't have an you know an insta kill or a, a forever kill, is just like beating on the Tuscan Raider and can't kill him. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I think it's pretty strong uh, on offense. I think. I think though, the idea is. What kind of teams that are kind of good on offense or on defense can I just leave there forever so I don't ever have to think about that slot again? Uh, I mean, yeah, that's probably true. Um, but it's one of those things like, okay, I just put placed Lord Vader, um, Maul, and Thrawn in the front, so my opponent can't use bounty hunters on it. And but here's this Tuscan team. Right. Oh, you you mean I fed into the counter for the Tuscans? Oh, all right. Right. Uh, yeah. So it it's whatever. It, yeah. You're um, right. It, it did come and go, and 
so what I'm interested in is like at some point, I, I mean, who knows if they're actually going to do more like Book of Boba Fett characters or whatever. I'm not even like pushing for that necessarily, but if they ever do uh, something like that, maybe we get more Tuscans, and would, then yeah. maybe we get a full Tuscan faction, like five man Tuscan faction, and maybe the Omicron has some legs in 5v5 if they decide to expand it to 5v5. That that would be interesting. Um, and I wouldn't be opposed to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of any if there were any other like surprises this 3v3 season other than, you know, we kind of figured out the, the teams to use the first two weeks and then I feel like it it just kind of settled um other than the first order tie pilot omicron which came in like a wrecking ball um everything else seemed kind of okay yeah we're, we're back in 3v3 yeah I, and i still don't know what to think of that gom is insistent that it's very consistent against star killer teams and i'm like uh, <laughs> I don't know. I failed. I, I won with it a couple of times and lost with it a couple of times. There's nothing about that fight that seemed that consistent. I mean, I, I think it was the modding that got me the the most recent time. Um, it was, yeah, because I and I we talked about this right. off stream, but you had the unfortunate thing where Star Killer did not go to clear the debuffs, which or clear your buffs, which would have given you foresight, and so Palp went and was just like, "Hi, I'll stun all of you." Right, so if you can mod your Emperor Palpatine to be faster than Starkiller, I think it probably just like screws that counter, frankly. It certainly certainly makes it much harder. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, that's what I'm going to look into next next 3v3 season. i got to write it down because I'll forget. Yeah. Um, one of the teams, and it's very, we're talking very, very <clears throat> little, um, interactions but on defense so it's a variation of the ray team but it's ray hoda and mace um it's what it's that's one of the teams i made a note for myself to remember to place that on defense next time because it causes a lot of problems for everybody basically um even even the ray bastila hoda mirror because of mace's shatter point um because you know Mace's shatter point reduces the the max health of the character every time that it expires or applies or is expired what whatever but basically every turn that shatter point applies it reduces max health so the enemy ray is essentially just attacking lower health characters and so by the second ultimate you know they've lost a, a ton of health and it's causing problems with people. If you can't, if you can't kill Mace quickly, you're in trouble. Man, uh, yeah, you're probably right. I mean, yeah, I think that sounds interesting. I don't think I've seen it in action. I think so. Of all the characters out there, I think I find Mace to be the most confusing to mod. <laughs> actually, that's, that's fair. I see a lot of people putting offense on him. I personally like modding him for mostly health um all right but i mean and also some potency would be nice as well uh, yeah potency wouldn't be bad for the um 
ability block on basic. Yeah, and and the stun that he can yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, it, it's nice. But offense would be nice too, because he actually doesn't do he doesn't do zero damage. No, offense isn't bad. Um I just I like I like the interactions with health and he taunts, so I also like him to be uh thick. I don't I know a lot of people mod him for weakest under Jedi Master Kenobi. I mean you can do that, but I don't think I know it messes up the off meta, the I'm going to two shot Jedi Master Kenobi, like I in 5v5, I get that. So I'm not saying it's worthless. I just don't like it because he does so many other cool things. Um especially on offense where you can control him. Like I think next season, next 5v5 season, my main Darth Revan counter will be Bastel will lead with Mace. Oh, that's fair. Um, well, he's so he's so good as a plug and play. That's what I had discovered right. this season. Yes. Was Mace is like he doesn't he's out he's a jack of all trades. He's like yeah, I do a little taunting, a little like control things stuff. You know, we do yeah. we do some do some actual damage here and there. Uh, you know, like he's he's all over the place doing all sorts all sorts of yeah, all sorts of interesting things. And he fits into a ton of different roles. Right, he does. Like um, in three v three, the the Qui Gon team. I think I think people are figuring out that he was a better addition to the Qui Gon teams than Cam. Um, Cam had the bigger, you know, I'm going to mess you up potential, but Mace Mace stopped counters while Cam his speed could stop bad batch and that's like really it <laughs> um and you know he he could one shot a fool but like mace if mace was on the team you just couldn't use gideon lead to counter qui-gon when if he wasn't if he wasn't on the team and it was cam gideon lead was kind of easy for qui-gon that's fair yeah, so yeah, you could use Newt to counter uh, like the really strong Qui-Gon teams uh, with well, you could you could use Newt to kill at least Qui-Gon on the Qui-Gon teams, but a lot of times yeah. with Newt and a really fast Kiety Mundi, like Newt, the GL Newt team would lose. Um Mace opened the door a little bit more for that Newt team to to actually succeed on there. But also like I I've seen him stop uh, Bad Batch a couple times now. Like Bad Batch in three v three can can beat that Qui Gon team, uh, but if you put Mace on it, I think I, I'm guessing that's what happened to my opponent last night. Actually, yeah, he failed with, on my Qui Gon team with Mace on the team and with Bad Batch, it's a sixty five percent winning percentage. Um, right. So I, I wonder with Bad Batch what Cam is. With Cam, it was. Um, oh, interesting. With Cam and Mace, it was 78.4%, but that's because there's no Anakin. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, it was, I, you know, Mace popped up in a bunch of different places in 3v3, and he did fun things in all the places that he popped up. Yeah, well, it's just, so we have this whole weird, like, the Galactic Republic right now is is such a, an, a weird, like, 
resource pool to play with because he can yeah. he can not it's not only you know and plus he's a jedi like he he can go right. on a ton of different teams uh so yeah it's it's nice like you could even throw him with padme and and do cool stuff it's like and, and i could always find a use for someone who has ability block on basic yes yeah and and passively is reducing your opponent's max health and protection by 10 percent every time that doesn't that doesn't hurt. Um, certainly right. does not hurt. Right. And those stacks of taunt, you know. Yep. Yeah. So I, I'm i very excited to use them when we come around to 5v5, especially now that I did more tests. Like I've, I've just been practicing more with him because, like I said, he's a max banner win against Darth Revan as long as your Jedi Knight Revan team goes first. So it's, it's just the Supreme Leader Kylo counter team. So, like, if your opponent doesn't have Supreme Leader Kylo on the board, you just use Mace for max banners against Darth Revan. And if they do have Supreme Leader Kylo on the board, well, then congratulations for countering Supreme Leader Kylo with the team. Sure. Um, yeah, but so... That, that's talking 5v5. I can't, I can't stop because I already started thinking about 5v5. Um, and <laughs> today, it literally just ended like six hours ago. Um, I've already started remodding for fives. I, I, yeah, I, I did too. Um, <laughs> so there's welcome to 5v5. Um, all right, let's anything else in 3v3 that stood out to you? Well, yeah, I, Oh. oh, go ahead. I, at the end, I just, like I said earlier, I, I kind of just felt like it fell into, uh, okay, here's how the board is going to shape up type of thing. Um, right. So a, a couple quick hitters then. Uh, CLS team with GPO, that's going to be something I'm going to be focusing on, getting relics on, and I'll mod them a little bit better. Like uh, I did it, with a relic seven, CLS relic five on two PO and relic five on on three PO. I came real close to beating a relic nine, uh, General Skywalker relic nine fives and relic what seven Rex. I, I killed the ads yeah. and I, I mean if, if things if the roles had been a little bit different, maybe I could have been to beat General Skywalker. Like and certainly if I had put better mods and more relics on two PO, we would have been good. So, yeah. um. So there's that. That's something that moving forward, I think General Skywalker teams are going to start. They're going to have to change in some fundamental way. And then the other piece is, I think next season, next 3v3 season, uh, Sortie is going to be very, very relevant for the whatever the defensive meta is. Yeah. Well, I, I God, at least I, where we're at. Because <clears throat> I faced Sortie, I think, once or twice this season, um, just because there's not a lot of them out right. there in the wild forget what i used um i remember it was annoying it was when i faced jb of course because his account is mm -hmm. absurd um but yeah sorty sorty is going to be legit sorty and 5v5 is going to be just stupid um oh yeah that that'll be stupid in a couple weeks yep yep uh, I'm actually, I really, I know that she's not going to be farm, you know, even soft available for like two more weeks. I but, think it'll be sooner, actually. She's, 
we're almost out of time for like the timer's ticking down on her thing on her event oh. or her like normally that's 30 days right the yeah so so maybe so maybe she comes back sooner because that's that's gonna be fun um, I don't know where where will I find enough relics for T three and sortie? I don't know. That's yeah, but yeah, but I will. <laughs> but I I will find. Well, yeah. I actually, so I didn't apply any relics today um, or this week because I'm I'm holding. Uh, I'm hold. I for whatever comes next, I am holding because we don't we don't have to apply them for two weeks because we don't have GAC next week so I don't have to rush I'm just gonna hoard them up until the start of next GAC season and then I can apply the relics to whoever it needs to go to that's fair I, I am I am way short on relic materials right now on my main yeah. I, I buy i do the three refreshes every time i even sometimes i'll buy the the rare ones is a flawed signal data or whatever like yeah. i'll every once in a while i'll buy the the pack in the store for 50 of it um and i am still just i mean i'll tell you what fleets has really just messed with my head like everyone needs more relics i i have relic five on akbar now relics uh, six yeah. or seven on bigs you know like trying to yeah trying to get my home one fleet so that i can start beating the the no tank executor comp um and then pretty soon i, I mean i think you've talked me into relic aiding uh like a couple of my empire ships oh too. yeah that's 100 i mean i already did tartan this week um, Tarkin is now R8. I was so disappointed that I didn't do it before lock. Um, would have been yeah. really damn useful. But um, it's making me cringe so hard. A, a Tarkin at R8 is gonna. I mean, thou who goes first wins. That's how it works. Yeah, right. I mean. If I have to, I just, I'll tell you, I'll be just very honest. And I'm sure that's, this is no secret, honestly, but I am sick to death of the, the crazy arms race in fleet of like, yeah. I, I don't want to put relic eight on Tarkin. <laughs> like that, uh, that's the worst ever. Like, like Hux. Okay. I'll, I'll throw relic seven on him. That that's fine. That's reasonable because I use him in every single GAC. That that's fine. Like he's he's yep. a, he's eminently usable. Like put relic nine on crew. I I could contemplate that at the very least. Uh, but it was already really sad when I had to put relic seven on Tarkin because I'm not using him. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not Tarkin him for anything. <laughs> so. <laughs> um. Yeah. I. Uh... I agree with you. I, I don't like that I put an R8 on him, mm-hmm. but it's, I mean, it's the only, it's, it legitimately could be the only game mode that matters. I mean, we know somebody that's regularly in the chat on this stream that um, he went up against somebody. He's in K2. A Maw guy dropped down to K2, literally only set a fleet defense and won the match. <laughs> 
Which is super frustrating. Yep, because his um, executor counter failed because the executor, as you can imagine, was full R8 with an R9 Piet and, you know, 60 mods and the like. And then he couldn't clear. And the guy placed no ground defenses and and won because fleet fleet is sometimes the only thing that matters uh so um yeah i've actually just started working on a fleet series for my youtube channel because because it it is just the most honestly at at the end of the day fleets are the most important thing yep like not to mention, so 3v3 and 5v5, the obvious differences. There, there are some huge, you know, very, very obvious differences. But at the end of the day, uh, fleets are the common denominator. Like, we have to do fleets every time, and they look the exact same every time. Yeah. And you just and you can't replace... I think the thing that kills me is, okay, so my, my main account is a, at least a, a small whale account. Like, I don't... I don't have enough money to spend as you know to get all the things that I want, but I, I do spend enough money. I guess you'd have to call me like some form of whale. Uh, so I can I can kind of keep up with the fleet meta. Like I still don't have a relic nine general Kenobi, you know, for instance. But right. but you know, relic eight on fives, that's uh, you know, kind of doable, etc. Relic eight on on Jedi Anakin, all these things, but uh, on my alt, I'm like I don't want to do that. Like <laughs> I have relic seven on general uh, or on Jedi master Kenobi. Like I don't, I don't want to put, I don't even want to have to put relic eight on Kenobi, much less, much less put them on like Tarkin. Are you kidding me? You know? Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. It's just making me sad. That's all. Just, just tears. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, I agree with you 100%. It's, I hate fleets so much um and the the arms race for fleets before the ground teams is just stupid but it's necessary because how are you going to beat the full you know r8 empire fleet right when when if they kill two of your ships before your cap ship goes like how how are you going to beat that unless you can match them I don't know. <laughs> I don't either. The but, answer is use your executor on it, and then first order on their executor. Like that's not a, that's not even a joke. That's what I've seen from some of the top guys. I mean, that's what people do to me already. Like that's yeah. and my empire fleet isn't nearly as threatening as the Tarkin fleet. So yeah, not to mention the crunch for six e mods is so gross. Like uh, I don't know if I am going to or not i haven't yet uh so I, ha- I have relic five i have all my inquisitors ready for grand inquisitor like i could if the event showed up tomorrow i, I could do or uh, this second i could yeah i could presumably clear it maybe i'd have to change some mods or whatever but that that event is ready for me right now um i don't have any six e mods on second sister because i don't i don't know what she's going to want actually like we don't know if she's even going to make the final cut for the for the good inquisitors team yeah but but like do i need to put uh, i mean 
you look at the difference between a non-relic, like a Gear 11 TIE Interceptor at seven stars <laughs> and like a Relic yeah. 5 or something TIE Interceptor. Like the, yeah. the offensive output is dramatic. It is so gross yeah. at Relics. Is it, but it's probably so much more gross at Relic 8 with 6E, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So... So screw that, but I'm probably going to have to do that. And then CG's like, ha joke's on you. She's the odd man out. Everyone <laughs> else is on the Grand Inquisitor's team but her. Yeah. yeah. But but you have to put 60 mods on her first. Yeah, I actually, so I have, what, eight 60 mods ready to be applied that's just waiting for Grand Inquisitor, the kit release. So I know who's going to start getting them. Yeah, well, I've just been putting, uh, I've been trying to do, like trying to have discipline and put one 6E mod on a pilot. Every time I have a 6E upgrade, I try to do one on a pilot and then one that I want to do. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm like, man, okay. So Fennec, you finally got your final upgrade, you know, on a, like, yeah. you finally reached your, your maximum output on offense, unless for some reason I R9 <laughs> you at some point. Yeah, yep. Um... I mean the the pilots are so damn important. Th this is why I'm not farming mods until I get 650 60 mods, um, which sounds crazy, and it kind of kind of is. But 60 mods are just so damn important, and like a lot of the counters, you know, require x amount of offense and that requires a 6e mod and that's going to start to be true for the full 11 teams on the board as we get more and more teams the the full 11 are going to be stronger and stronger as you know one's replaced by the old and that means that that strong team still needs 6e mods so uh i'm not you know, I'm buying from the store and I'm doing other stuff with mods, but it's strictly 60 materials for me um, until I until I hit the magic 650 number. That's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm I'm not doing this. I'm not doing quite that. I, I like having new mods as well, but. I mean, I, I am farming a lot of 6E as well. Well, it's all, if just from like a, a laziness standpoint, it's easier to farm 6E <laughs> than it is to, to farm new mods because new mods are constantly having to sort through them and, you know, delete you all. Yeah, yeah, you have to sell them. And, and then, I mean, I'm at the point now, it's like most of my plus nines need to start being out off of my account. For the oh, most yeah. part, you know, yeah. like for the most part, they're they're just gone, and uh, so I have to sort through, and I, I get them, and it just takes mental energy to be like, okay, so I have a potency set, <laughs> uh, you know, with okay, a potency set, it's got it's got plus nine speed or plus ten speed or whatever, but it, it's also got like four rolls on potency on it. Like, does, should I get rid of that? I yeah. mean. That seems that seems like it's relevant to a potency set with a high potency secondary. Do I get rid of that? I don't know. Let's look and yeah. see what other what other potency diamonds I have around the account. You know, like yeah. Do I need do I need 
like two of those in reserve what about do i need seven i i have no idea so yeah that's what cg needs to do they need to give me just me an extra 500 slots <laughs> i trust you yep. <laughs> uh, yeah i did um you know on hot utils does the mod analysis for you like that the un unapplied mods it counts as well if you go to the website and i have well over 1200 mods that are plus 10 or higher and I, the, the inventory I forget what the inventory is it's 500 plus whatever you can put on the character so 224 times six so the total inventory is 1844 and i have over 1200 plus tens and i keep a 200 as just like a mod space you know so that when i swap mods i have actually have space there man i tried hard to do that and i, I got i got to about 100 space and then it just filled up again and i couldn't i couldn't keep it at bay it was just I don't know. I, I just so compulsively buy new mods and, you know, work on them. And I'm like, oh, I'll save that one for sure. You know, that one's, that one's worth saving. It's, it's a, it's a huge headache. I, I, yeah. So, I mean, dear Lord, I think I say this, I don't know how often I say it, but modding is such a pain in the ass. And yet it's probably the reason I like this game so much. <laughs> oh, it definitely, it definitely is a pain in the ass, and it's the reason I hate Fleet so much, because <laughs> we don't have it. <laughs> um, True. But, well, yeah, like Fleet, Fleets would be so much better if you're like, what if you could just build a silencer with a ton of potency? I, I don't know if I want that exactly, but what if you could, right. that would be nice, because then maybe you could cut Special Forces Type Pilot out of the starting lineup on certain, you know, against certain builds if that if Home 1 was a problem or something. Yeah. Um, Let's make Houndstooth even tankier. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> well, get ready. You're you're in luck because we'll have Datacrons. You have more to microanalyze. Dear Lord. Yeah, we'll we'll see how many people leave this game after Datacrons. We'll oh. see. We'll see how many people unduly leave it. They're like, oh, that's it. I'm done. Not gonna do it, you know? And it's like, actually, that looks kind of prominent. They're like, no, nope, I'm not listening. I'm I'm out of here. Yeah, well, so it, it honestly all depends. Um, a lot, so I, I, you know, there were people talking recently that said the new, the game is now catering more to the new spenders than it does the old spenders. Um, so a lot of the old spenders are really getting pissed by this because they're like, we put tens of thousands of dollars into this game. And now you're going to tell me every three months it's, I have to put in more or else I can't keep up. And they're really pissed about it. Um, so yeah. we're going to see, I am willing, I, I hate the idea of these datacrons. Like just to be clear, I hate the idea of seasonal bonuses that are RNG based, um, but I'm willing to give them a shot to see sure. how it comes out. But if I, if I spent as much as some of these guys and spent like the guys that are getting pissed are the ones that have, you know, 200 plus 25 mods. 
uh, or 200 plus 20 mods. You know, the mods there are just absolutely absurd. And then they're like, so and some punk is going to farm one Datacron that's going to outspeed my Darth Revan or Cat or whatever it is. Like, and you know, they are, they're getting very, very angry at CG. Um, so it, it's going to be a very interesting month of July. Yeah. Oh, oh man. It, yeah, it's, it's going to be very interesting. Right. I, I don't I don't know what to think about the data. Frankly, like I, I feel like more than anything else in the game that I've felt so far that I've seen, I, I, this one feels like it could go either way dramatically for me. Like it, yeah. it, it, I think it has some amazing potential. Well, I don't know if amazing is even quite the right way, but I, I think it does have some potential to be, it could be an upgrade if, if it's handled right. If they do it right, maybe it, maybe it will be, or maybe it will never be good. I, I don't know. Like I feel pretty wary of the seasonal upgrades, uh, uh, you know, of a seasonal thing. But yeah. I, I know other competitive games also have 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 the that kind of a cycle of seasonal uh, competitive stuff and and the competitive communities for those are vibrant and really strong like the, and the yeah. pe- that people are so used to it at this point you know like Magic the Gathering puts out a new set and they kick out the old you know like the the fourth most recent set and yeah. they just use the most three recent and the players have to adapt their decks for those you know to to accommodate the new one plus the two most recent like that uh-huh. and th- i mean they have a pro tour they they have it's a huge deal for them obviously datacrons will have to be implemented differently than Magic the Gathering but like if it's like that though if it if it's that versatile if they actually keep it at that balanced level like i could see it yeah. maybe prolonging the you know the strength of this game for a long time the life of this game here's what i don't like about them um or the idea of them we're going to talk about this again next week when we have more information about them um but i don't like that i'm going to have to remod my roster every damn month because it's going to be like oh for you have this datacron you have to mod you know x y and z um a certain way because you have this datacron and they provide this boost and then the next month or three months later when it expires it's like oh well you have to go back to the old modding do you remember what that old modding is but don't forget you still have another month on this datacron on this other team and then two more months on this other datacron on this other team and so they have to be modded this specific way so you can't go back to the way you had it modded you have to find a new way to mod them the old way and it's it's going to be such a headache like that's what i'm not looking forward to (laughs) Uh, oh my god so all right so on some levels i i think i agree i i've come over here licking my chops i'm like i bet zareth has a video on that (laughs) (laughs) oh (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's going to be great for those videos. Um, yeah, but it's like I don't want to spend that much time. Like I have the bulk of my roster modded the way I want, um, and then every week it's like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just tweak this team, or I'm gonna, you know, get more speed on this character. Like it's not, I don't do full roster roster remods with Datacrons. 
you're gonna have to if if it's like what the leak said there's going to be remodding done when you apply these um and that's i don't want to do that i don't i got rid of my alt because i wanted to save more time i don't want to now replace that with remodding <laughs> more remodding oh i know it's like uh, probably my most popular modding series might might end up being if they do if they do datacrons it might just be like how can you do the best universal what's the best lazy person's approach to the modding right. of this squad so that i don't have to change things through, da through because of datacrons because uh, i mean honestly that's that's the thing i i also wonder so how does this change things like it does it uh, so the example that they showed like showed that ray was getting upgraded like galactic legend yeah. ray how ridiculous is the shift going to be if the meta becomes ray and i my alt doesn't have ray <laughs> like yeah. For yeah my my main i'm like okay i have everything that's that's fine like if, if i want to compete i can compete uh, but but yeah my alt they're yeah. just like oh okay three three months of like screw you yep. all right cool <laughs> that, that's pretty neat i guess I, i'll tell you what who i'll tell you who i'm not gonna farm though is <laughs> is ray because she's <laughs> that's not gonna be the next meta <laughs> oh yeah it's man and here's the thing like on our main accounts we basically have almost everything already um you know it might not be r7 or r8 but we have everything farmed to seven stars and i mean i think the only two teams like full factions that i don't have at gear 12 or higher are um what ewoks and phoenix <laughs> and i have half a phoenix i just kanan and zeb don't don't deserve carbontes from me um right oh yeah and i even have those like, like right yeah. i have um, a very limited number of gear 11s actually but but i you know so we have everything so like if we need to pivot it's not going to be that hard on our mains we can we can pivot um but i don't want all the extra work that comes into it because like that's going to be so much damn work there's a reason yeah. I only do full roster remods on my account. Like every time I get a GL, it's because it's a lot. Like to when I joined Caw, and their 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 TW remod honestly isn't bad. It's not. It's less than you know some people in our chat spend on three v three remods. Um, it still took me like three hours to do this for eight teams and a couple pot and like four pilots worth of teams like i don't oh my god uh, uh that's that's why i don't like the idea of datacrons right there that reason um but we'll see we'll see how it works oh yeah well, i mean we're gonna give it a chance yeah oh yeah i spend i've spent an enormous amount of time trying to get my ray mods uh, accurate i mean maybe not any that might be an over exaggeration but I, I did spend quite a bit of time and effort trying to get my ray modding to where i wanted it to be like it, it's not perfect but she she's got yeah. the she got the mods for what i want her to do and right i and so when i when i go to like 
I'm like, okay, I need, I need an offense set, you know, mod and like her mods show up. I just don't even consider it. I'm like that, that's not touchable. Like I'm not going to mess with her modding, but if it's a Datacron thing and it's like, well, Ray is the one who's getting remodded. Like, I guess I'll just parcel out her, her offense mods right now. And then hopefully in three months, they'll (laughs) all find their way back to her. Or unlikely. Or how about the fact Oh, the the data crown's gonna go on Ray, and I I R nine my Sith Eternal strictly so I could three man Ray Cat teams in five v five. Like that's that's the only reason Sith Eternal is R nine for me right now. And then a data crown's gonna come out, and for three months I can't do that because Ray now has an extra fifty percent offense. You know, um. It's going to make me a very, very angry camper. <laughs> how, how many people in chat have already mentioned Relic 10 today? Dear Lord. Yeah. Tons of people are like, oh, don't worry. Relic 10 is coming in a couple days. Well, that, that's because he who shall not be named had a video about it. Of course he did. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, I mean... It wouldn't be that surprising, frankly. I mean, there, there are some people. I, I mean, I faced people with close to twenty. I, I'm sure there's someone with twenty by now. I'm sure there's a few people with twenty uh, relic nines, and uh, I don't think we were that many relic eights into it by the time they introduced relic nines. We, I, I think we were. Like how, how many relic eights do you think there were on, on like the big counts before we got to before they introduced nine? Probably thirty. Okay, so the, we're not that far but, off though. I mean, that's that's a couple I, months. Yeah. I, so I I was the one I've been saying that I think September R ten is coming. I'm actually I think Datacrons changed that. Um, because they're not going historically they haven't released two progression systems back to back it's usually like progression system characters progression system game mode progression system you know they they like to alternate um so i don't think we get r10 right away maybe december i get like now i could see it december but i don't think i don't think we're gonna see it in september like i originally thought yeah i I could see it in september but maybe not certainly not earlier than that if datacrons are in fact the big change that they're they're going to be instituting i mean how, (laughs) how big of a letdown would it be if after all of our speculating all of our everything uh and cg's like all right title updates here uh grand inquisitor event and that's it (laughs) <laughs> oh man it, you so you say it'll be a letdown but i think a lot of people would just breathe a sigh of relief um i actually think you're right about that yeah i i think this road ahead is going to be packed though i think there's going to be a lot in there it's going to be grand inquisitor datacrons and i really really think the next gl is, is being announced with this as well like do you remember when um executor was announced and they had the road ahead and how packed that road ahead was it was like 
Lord Vader was announced and Piet was announced or Executor was announced. And then there was something else in that announcement too that I can't remember now. And we were sitting there. I remember because I was driving home from work when it came out and it was like, oh my God, another thing? Like I need to pull my car over to read this like book of an announcement. Um, I think I think that's what we get again. Hmm, maybe. I kind of yeah. hope. Uh, I hope so. I, I, I just right now I feel like we're just floundering. What's next? They they've so they have they have all the marquee bundles that we data mined for a while ago, and those haven't been filled up yet. Like yeah. maybe one or two. Like there was five more that was that were kind of data mined, and now that we have five ships that are data mined. Yeah. And. Yeah. But, but we don't know. We, we don't know. Like, wh- who's the logging character? Baze? Like, are we getting new, like, rebel fighters or something? Yeah, I mean, it could be Bodhi Rook's ship with Baze and Chirrut uh, in it. <laughs> dude, I was, I was about to make the joke. I hope they make Chirrut and Baze pilots and leave Bodhi out again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wouldn't even I'm be mad. I'm the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> sure you are, bud. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, I think God, God. I, I think this announcement, I think there's going to be a lot, a lot in it. I think our round table is going to be jam-packed of things to talk about. We'll we'll have our first 10 hour round table. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's possible. Um <laughs> yeah, I don't think so, but <laughs> no, no. Um but no, there, there's going to be a crap ton to talk about, which is actually kind of exciting, except for we probably know we know what two of them are going to be. Like, it's got they've got to announce the Grand Inquisitor kit. Like, my God, you announced him in April. Um, literally two months ago. You've got to announce the Grand Inquisitor kit now. I feel like that's the only thing that's kept the whole community from just, like, They've already been making super snarky, like, I'm over Inquisitors. I hate Inquisitors. Inquisitors are so stupid. They're bad. They're all, all this stuff. Like, the only, but but those are, those are like, you know, the fringe annoying people, whatever. But, but like, yeah. I feel like people are starting to just be over Inquisitors. If they hadn't announced Grand Inquisitor that early, I think, I think the internet would be full on rage or even worse, honestly, people would just be like, nope. No, like we're just going to pretend like Inquisition just right. doesn't exist at all. Because in their current iteration, I, I'm I'm incredibly meh about them. Like I, well, it seems so, okay. You know what angers me about the Inquisitors? Um, the team is actually fun to play with, but they've had these two past Galactic challenges where they nerf everything about the team. Like the buffs to the Jedi that you fight are literally there to counteract everything the team does. And it's like, this is supposed to be your show off the marquee event. Like this is supposed to be the, yeah, you haven't spent on Inquisitors yet. You should spend on Inquisitors. Look at what they do. And they neutered them. It's like, why would you do that to the team that you're trying, you're going to announce the GL for this team in the road ahead. We have an assault battle coming up for this team in nine days, and you're going to right. design a galactic challenge that makes them look like crap. Like, why would you do that? I don't well, get it. 
Oh yeah, well yeah, you're right. You're right. And the mar the marquees were so were so just like mind-numbingly just boring. Like uh, how many times am I gonna huck these grenades that do no no perceptible damage? Was it Ando who was saying like he put it on auto once and he came yeah. back 10 minutes later and it was still it was. going? Like, well, because <laughs> they they gave you inquisitors with no mods. That's like why would you do that? Why would you give me an Inquisitor that does no damage right. because they have zero mods? Yeah, right. You guys say that they're good at Jedi, but these Jedi would have timed <laughs> What are you doing? Out. Yeah. Right. Um, my God, like, that's that's what we need a beta testing program for. We need the beta testers to be like, have you guys played this event? Why, why would this make me want to buy these characters? Um, oh, good Lord. Um but so it, it'll be God, the Inquisitors. I honestly, and if if they come out with a Grand Inquisitor and they do the, this lead just activates all other leads, I will be so pissed. So pissed. Because I'm not applying 10 Omicrons for one team. Like, I'm just not. Not going to do it. Um, I will. And if cause says too bad, like I'll step down and join a casual because I'm not applying 10 Omicrons or I'm not, I'm not applying six Omicrons for that team. Um, yeah. I'm like, what's their plan with that? Because it just seems, it seems like there's a lot of pain involved, honestly. How, yeah. how many, I wonder how many people have all of them equipped right now. If any, it, it seems I'm like not. there should be at least one fanboy. I'm I'm sure that there's a couple people just be I mean there's relic nine cups so I'm sure there's a couple people out there, um, a couple people yeah yeah, yeah um, that kind of that kind of person Gal galaxy of hating yourself yeah right I can tell you there can't be more than two hundred and eighty five people with the omicron with all of them Omicrons because seventh sister has the fewest number of Omicrons and there's 285 of them. Wow. That that's, that's actually, uh, uh, why, why are there even, why is there even one? Yeah. Are you want to hear the fun stat here? Um, second sister, there's 1700 Omicrons applied. Oh, because she was the first one that came out. Yeah. Um, People are like, oh, yeah, we'll throw this. She's just going to be relevant in Territory Wars. Great. We'll, we'll just do yeah. that blindly. Yeah. Um, so there are 1,700 people with that with that Omicron. Uh, now, of course, granted, there are 3,300 people with the Jin Omicron. So, you know, take that, take that as you will. But... Uh, <laughs> People in chat are blaming misclicks. <laughs> oh. I, can, I can see that for some. Really, there are 3,300 who have gin. Dear yep. Lord. Yep. Um, interestingly, interestingly enough, there's only 4,500 with Juhani, but I get my guess is that's because nobody has Juhani geared except for the top players. Well, so like Hot Ski Patrol is top 10, as a top 10 guild uh, in terms of GP and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so you know, our average players, uh, our average account is, is pretty big. And we have four accounts that mine isn't even one of them. Four of them who have Relic Juhani. Uh, it's probably more now now that she's, but but when she was released a couple days later, 
she was still still at four. That's it. Right. But, you, know. <laughs> you have four Omicron Mason, three Omicron Juhani. Your TW opponent has informed us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they've scouted. That's, that's probably more than we've done. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's, I, I think I, um, those numbers are going to creep up because, my God, is that team scary? Um, it's just like, and people have started saying, oh, but it's easy to counter because C Watt counters it. And it's like, yeah, you use C and Watt to counter a team with no GLs on it. And Palp is the only legendary. Mm. Like, that's you, you're forced to use a GL to take out a team where it's a legendary that requires like gear eight characters to get. Oh, it seems really strong. But so to be clear though, you, I think you need both the Mara and the uh, Juhani. You do. Yeah. Omicrons. Yeah. And that's so, yeah, like that, that's a harder sell for more casual guilds of like, if you could just add Juhani, it's like, okay, one character you have to gear, one character you have to Omicron. And then everyone wants Starkiller anyway. So you you make Starkiller relevant with that one character, but you need two, like two Omicrons. I'm not saying that that is unreasonable. I think that that's a harder sell, though, for for a lot of uh, more casual guilds for Territory War. I, I it, I'm sure it is. Um, but it's um, it's worth it. God, it's worth it. Um, well, actually. Hot Ski Patrol has two of the second sister Omicrons. Oh, we have two. You have two of the 1700. And you have three. You have more Kyle Katarn Omicrons than you have Juhani Omicrons and Hot Ski Patrol. Well, you got to throw me under <laughs> the bus like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know what? I'm not even embarrassed. I'm just sad. <laughs> oh, oh, man. That'll that'll be good. We're we're you know we're doing okay in, in territory battles. So so yeah. Yeah. That is really sad. <laughs> we're though. doing okay in territory battles. Oh man. <laughs> I would say we're doing all right. <laughs> so silly, man. I mean, whatever. At the end of the day, I, I will say this. Um, I would leave a guild who was severely underachieving at territory battles before I would leave a guild that was severely underachieving in territory wars. But that's just yeah. my preference. But it's like in territory wars, it's more of like, okay, if we collectively have decided not to go get crazy. Like we don't want to, we don't need our officers to just burn out and, you know, hate life and, and all that stuff. Like we're good with it. And I'm not saying that it's bad to do that, but at territory battles is like, okay, we can't, we seriously can't have all of our members get their attacks in and stuff. Like there's a serious issue of, of actual yeah. like playing time and that, right. you know, hot ski patrol is very active. We just don't care about territory wars as much. Yeah. And in, in hot ski patrols defense, you do have 44 scion of Django leadership abilities applied. How so, many? 44. Oh, cool. Yeah. And actually 25 people applied 
the unique as well to Scion. So there are territory war Omicrons on Hothski Patrol. Just, you know, more Kyle than Juhani. <laughs> Dude, I this uh, this sounds so so stupid. It's gonna make me sound really dumb, but the, so I've, every time they've called like use bounty hunters on on Lord Vader in territory wars, I, I've always just like forgotten about Scion of Jingo, and and just used like you know Beskar Mando as as my crutch. You know, like Fennec lead with Beskar Mando. Like it, it works. It works just fine. Uh, you know, and I've always won, but then I remembered it last territory war. And so I, you know, I, I'm the, one of those guys who's just has the lead on sign yeah. of Django relic seven, like indifferently modded. And I was like, wow, he is overpowered like crazy. I was, I was all <laughs> like excited. I'm like, that was so easy. That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he does. He does make it stupidly easy. Um, I mean, I've seen videos and stuff. I know he's <laughs> like, he's really, I know what he can do. I just, that's the first time I got to do it. I was like, infinite power, you know, <laughs> unlimited. It was, it was just funny. I was like, man, I'm such a noob. This is the first time I've used him in Territory Wars. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> That's, I don't know where to go from that, except for we've been talking for an hour and a half already. Um, oh, we have. So we have. So we should probably blow through how this week went. Um for both of us and i mean if you want to read that one sentence, <laughs> that's on the outline <laughs> feel free yeah my so we normally we normally put out like uh like we we always have like a small outline of what our rounds are gonna are you know like okay round one you know we did i did this they did this you know like uh, kind of a, a mini paragraph um yeah yeah just just for context my my whole recap for the entire week was F this week with a stick. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, it, it was it was a really bad week for me uh, in terms of, uh, and I tried too. Like I it, I didn't. It wasn't just that, you know. I, I like my dad came and visited. I was distracted, but that that's not a good enough excuse. Like I just, uh, you know, good players beat me, and you know, no big deal really. But. I think on some level I was mentally checked out. I just, uh, yeah, I lost all three. And first time I've lost all three on my main account. So um, feels bad, man. I, I ended up yeah. with, you know, and I'm not trying to hide my total record from everyone. I ended up with like a four and eight, uh, which is like just horrifyingly embarrassing. Honestly, it's just terrible, 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 terrible. Uh, and yeah, I, I felt like I was, you know, like there were only a couple times that someone like destroyed me. I was, was they're all pretty close. They just kept getting bad rolls kind of, and, you know, getting outplayed. That's, that's how it goes. Um, but yeah, I don't really want to talk about any of my specific matches, honestly. <laughs> so, all right. You know, uh, you guys can watch my recaps on YouTube and uh, yeah. Oh, and three. How, how was your week though? Solo? you had a better, I, better well, week. I, not much better this week. Um, Mainly because I'm convinced my second round opponent cheated. Um, my my first opponent, my first match. I mean, it was it was going well. It was definitely not an efficiency match because um, he actually he set a legit defense and it was going well until I got to fleets and I if you could name something that could go wrong in fleets, it did for me. I mean. My in my empire match, um, 
Tie Interceptor came in, didn't apply a single buff immunity to any of the ships on the board. And then I got around to the second time of using the AOE with it and didn't apply a single buff immunity again. And so I dropped like 10 banners on that fight. And then, God, my executor mirror, I, I was able to get it down to just Houndstooth left, which was fine. But I mean, they dodged both my Razor Crest um, call to assist and my Xanadu blood, like right in a row. I, um, I went, and so it's like, all right, well, crap, there goes the mirror because they dodged both, both calls to assist. Damn it. Um, so I took the loss there and I felt bad, but I was kind of like, okay, it was a good match. I was up against a good player. Round two, this guy, it was a rematch against the guy that only dropped eight banners against me the last time. I made a harder defense. I played more efficiency. I scored a 2070. He was losing by five going into fleets. And then he scored a 77 against my negotiator, a 76 against my malevolence, and a 75 against my Radis. And I went through his fleet history for attacks through December. He has never, never scored that high on any of those fleets before. And then I looked at it like, okay, well, what would he have scored that high if he just take like a couple reinforcements off of the attack teams? He has never been perfect with executor against negotiator, not once. And he has never not called in a sub because to get a 77, you have to three man it. Like that's it. You don't have any reinforcements on the bench. He's never once beaten a negotiator without calling in a reinforcement. Every time he's used Executor against Negotiator, at least three characters are missing protection. Uh, same is true for Malevolence, and yet somehow he scored a 77, a 76, and a 75. Um, I just, I don't buy it. Like, I don't, I don't buy how you magically are down by five, and the first time you ever do something, and you get perfect RNG on three fights, right in a row. Um, but CG doesn't ban cheaters, so there's nothing we can do about it. And so I went into my round three uh, fight, and I was up against another efficiency player that doesn't place a single GL, and I scored two points under the soft max against him, and then he lost to GL new. <laughs> so there's the win. The, the best part about it is you could tell he didn't have a counter for GL new. Um because, like, he cleared, you know, he opened up the back zone and saw that I placed three GLs on defense. Um, and he very clearly, like, on the front zone, it was 58-58-57-58-55 for his score. So it's like, okay, you just used three GLs on my front zone. Um, and then opened up the back, saw GLs in the back, and then just didn't attack for four hours. And then he cleared the GLs and the top zone. And then he, uh, he paused for like another hour. Then he cleared fleets. And by, I won by the time he cleared fleets anyway, because uh, I won by five at that point anyway, um, because he did not get a 77 on my negotiator. 
And then he attacked the Newt team. It was the last team standing. He attacked it. And I just get the notification from PrimePot saying, one. <laughs> I was like, there it is. There's the guarantee win now. Oh, so, that feels good. Yeah, it does. Uh, so I finished eight and four this season. I'm convinced it should be nine and three. Um, but eight and four, if you had tell, told me at the beginning of the season that I would finish eight and four, I probably would have been happy. Um Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it's always a, a letdown when you're like, you have the prospect of potentially going 10 and two in this format. That that would yeah. be a feather in your cap for sure. So, right. I mean, uh, but you ended up in a really high bracket, though, this last time. I mean, it's, well, it's yeah, tough, it a, man. It was a top 100 bracket. Um, yeah, it's tough. I, I've been right there. Those, those yeah. guys are cutthroat. Like, <laughs> I lost three matches in a row this this fight or this time i wasn't even quite in the top 100 <laughs> and it's like they're all all three of them are like legitimately amazing players like <clears throat> you can't really be that embarrassed by losing anything at that right. level right and, and every player that's in the top 200 is legit like just legit um so but anyway now, so I'm eight and four. It's hard to complain. Um, somehow, I want to see how the rank. I hate how these rankings work because I started in the top two hundred, and now I'm currently ranked outside of the top two hundred, even though I had a winning season. Um, because and it's because of what, and it shouldn't be because of what Synergy said where. If you lose in the first week, it's 40 points per win or loss. In the last week, it's 30 points per win or loss. Um, right, it decreases and, by one per match. Right. And I had all my wins in the first two weeks. So, whatever. It's CG rankings. Um, but, yeah, that's, uh, that was my season. We stuck a fork in it. Um, yeah. I'll do better next season. Actually, I'm setting myself up for this again. though. So, I'm... I'll start in like the top 400-ish, maybe top 500. I, I don't know, but I'll probably bludgeon my way through three weeks and I'll, I'll be like, yay, top 50 again to start 3v3 just like last time. Yeah. And then just, just slide it into the 500s <laughs> again. I'll just do uh, this rinse and repeat. People are like, man, Zareth sucks <laughs> at 3v3. <laughs> oh. And I'm like, actually, that's the only time I face really good players. So. <laughs> uh. All right, so there's only one podcast question this week, uh, and I like it, though. It's a fun one. Um, okay, let's hear it. Presuming that the next progression is coming, which we assume is Datacrons, which previous progression gate would you like opened up some? So pick one. Uh, Omicrons, Droid Brains for R9, 6-dot mod slicing, G12 pieces, or signal data? Oh, uh, so, oh man. So I, I think either Omicrons or six dot mods because they're the only ones that don't require other factors like signal data. That's pretty neat and all, but I also, I don't have enough relic mats anyways to yeah. like, if I have a billion signal data, I'll have a way big, I'll have a different limiting factor. Like that's, that's the tied to other things. Um, and same with like droid brains, I, 
I don't want another Relic 9 because it is <laughs> expensive as hell. Like it's stressful yeah. to try to get put a Relic 9 on someone. I, I don't want to do it. And then I have huge, huge buyer's remorse for my Relic 9 Bosk because I don't notice much difference between what he was doing at Relic 7 and what, what he's doing now. So like he, he, tanked a, he tanked a Whirlwind from Ray and that didn't matter at all because he just died yeah. right afterward. So <laughs> like I was like, oh, that's cool. Oh, he's dead. <laughs> you know and that's yeah. that's it was it so i yeah i would say i mean six dot mod slicing would be nice honestly i mean we were just talking about that they're they're important man yeah i i actually i would go with the omicrons over the six dot mod slicing because the six dot mod mm. slicing i'm applying one a day and would it be great to apply two a day absolutely um but my yeah. biggest my biggest stress factor right now is Omicrons. Uh, you know what? I, I think I agree with you on that because uh, right now my guild, I, I can't blame a single person for not wanting to apply any territory war Omicrons because no one else, we don't have the, everyone has to do it. Let's all get to band together and just apply them. Like no one has that right now because right now it like, we don't have that culture uh, of winning territory wars. We don't really care as much. Uh, it would be nice though, like if we face a smaller guild that's good at territory wars, like we, we don't want to get the crap beat out of us by, by a guild <laughs> yeah. that like we quote unquote should beat. So have, having some Omicrons in it, you know, I'm like, well, sure. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll stop putting, I won't put an Omicron on a Tuscan. So I'll, I'll throw one on Mara. Sure, that's no problem. Like, I would like for that to be the general sentiment in in my guild. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, I would like Omicrons more. Yeah, I um, I would like it because there's so many Omicrons. Like with with Sorty coming out now, I want the T3 Omicron, which is a territory war Omicron. But at the same time, you know, you you go up to Grand Arena. I also want Krennic. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah. And, you know, Malgus has multiple. And, I mean, Omicrons, there's, they're intentionally limiting them while releasing a bunch that you want. Like, realistically, they're probably not going to open up until after a year has passed. Um, but th that's my biggest stress factor right now of balancing GAC with Territory Wars in Omicrons. If, if we didn't have to worry about that balancing, I would be a lot less stressed <laughs> in my game um, because I like to win territory wars. I like, I like being in a high-end territory war guild. It's, to me, territory wars are fun because you have to play. You have to play basically perfect because you have to get your 20s. If you're going up against somebody else's that get it, that's getting their 20s, you can't be like, Ah, yeah, I misplayed this, and I got a nineteen. Like, so I, I like the territory war setup, um, but I don't want to have to decide on omicrons between territory wars and GAC. No, I, I mean, not to mention like, uh, so right now I'm okay with kind of okay with how it is. I, I agree with you. I would like to be able to put omicrons on both of those. I feel like if they yeah. release a new territory battle sometime soon, 
I, like I, I'm like I'm poised on the edge of disaster of like <laughs> like because you know that they're going to make it that they'll they'll make, they'll be like yeah you sure you could you could do you could do territory battles without an Omicron, but you're not going to get nearly as many stars. You need all the waves, and you right. know old Kyle Katarn's looking pretty good now, ain't he? <laughs> Or how about Ski Patrol's like, yes, we're prepared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or how about like Rolo? I mean, yeah, yeah. You think you're gonna use Mon Mothma or CLS. Nah, uh both of them. We're gonna have like 15 of them in each platoon. Mm-hmm. You better have that Rolo Omicron. Uh, which I mean, I I guess in theory, if if Omicrons are more available, uh, I mean that's one of the things I like about this game is yeah. you have to make decisions on what you're going to farm and right now like you and i we've spent enough money like we've kind of caught up on all characters Uh, but so now our our biggest most interesting decisions are uh, you know who are we going to put these high-end materials on like relic nines relic eights and uh you know omicrons like that's that's the the big decisions now and it's it's really freaking difficult to make those decisions if you if you're more invested if you're invested in territory wars and GEC. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, but that's I, I I think that's what we're gonna be stuck with for the next, you know, probably probably a year from now, like 18 months, they're gonna be like, okay, here's more Omicrons, guys. Go go crazy. We're on to the next thing. Um, right. But, yeah. Oh, anyway, anyway, um, so that was our podcast question. I do, we should, you, you know, we pimped the Discord earlier, mm-hmm. um, and I'm sure the second the road ahead drops, like 20 podcast questions are going to drop, like, that's just, just how it works every single time, but I do encourage you, because we're going to have, like we said earlier, we're going to have the round table, and then we're just going to have, on the other Friday, we're going to have a hangout and talk session get podcast questions in because that i mean that's the perfect time like you ask a podcast question we can spend an hour on it if we want to rather than just yeah uh, you know being constrained to the podcast so go drop in to the discord ask podcast questions there is a podcast question page um yeah and with that i guess well, this was uh, this was kind of a sad week for you. This was the final, the final week of one of your alts. Yeah, well, so a sad community for just the Gambit community in general, or sad, a sad week for the Gambit community in general, because um, you know our good friend Sim of you know we we talked about we talked about Sim and Laz like they're they. Um, used to play the game together and then Laz, Laz dropped off, but she's still been around and now Sim has quit the game and he's been the guy who controls my prevail man account. And he quit the game. I, 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 it would be entirely unreasonable and ungrateful of me to say like, no, you need to keep playing dude. Like, no, you can quit your account, but like, keep, keep playing my prevail man. Like, uh, so yeah, it, it is sad. I, I, Man, so at the end of the day, I, I decided to. I, the thing is, this new GC format, I do like it. 
it also has escalated things in a dramatic way for that account. And I've been, it takes almost as much time to play that account as it does to play my main because I'm in a Rhodium and have almost the same number of teams. And it, it's just, I mean, I'm going to be saving like, I don't know, somewhere between five and seven hours every week not playing that account. Yeah, and that is amazing. Yeah, like, and that's, I don't even like, I don't even do the dailies, like Sim ran the dailies. Right. It was just like doing the GAC stuff and then, you know, like doing videos and stuff surrounding it and doing, you know, modding stuff surrounding it. Like, uh, so I'm not to mention it's a 4.2 million GP. Like it's not exactly a new player account anymore. Right. No, no, it is not. You know, uh -huh. like it's certainly, you know, it's like the fringe, like early mid game still, there's still value to it. Yep. I I just this is this is a great opportunity for me to save a little time on on a lot of different levels and I mean that was that was a decision I was gonna have to make anyways if Lord of the Rings came out and I wanted to play it so uh yeah. you know no shade on sim love him to death so grateful for all the time you spent working on that account dude if you're listening to this I, I'm guessing he will um yeah so Huge shout out to Sim. Uh, sad, yeah. sad to see him go. He's he's sticking around on our servers and stuff, so we'll see him around. But yeah, um, but yeah. So that account, I actually don't even know if I won my last match on it. Actually, <laughs> um, no clue. I haven't logged in since I did my attacks, but I was one and one going into that on that account. Mm -hmm. um, and then my alt actually won the toilet bowl fight for that instead of going <laughs> zero and three on my alt and my main. So. So thank goodness. Yeah. Um, yeah, if if someone wants to like, gosh, on, on Professor X, I'm seven million GP, only two GLs. Um, if anyone wants to just always place uh, one or two GLs on defense against that account, uh, like, I'll be happy to beat you if you want to just do that. <laughs> like, if you put three on there and three v three, like I, I'm probably boned. But if, you know right yeah so yay for me um i won oh hey look at that uh prevail man did win his second <laughs> or third match let's see did the guy even attack oh he did he could only clear one zone like i predicted <laughs> screw that guy um all right so yeah two and one ended on a high note and i I will say this solo. So you didn't feel it as much because uh, I don't know. Did you have your alt this this season, or did you? No, you you no. Cut, you had ties right before the season ended. I, I yeah. season. I lost it before this season. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. So um, yeah. I'll well, you you had all the GLs anyways, so I guess it wouldn't have. I'll, I'll say this about three v three. It is so difficult to play 3v3 if you don't have all the gls and your opponent has six every time yeah. it, it is like you only have two it, it's just like do i really want to go through this pain like that <laughs> that's probably part of why i'm tired of 3v3 is like the alts are just you know my po yeah. my prevail man account he he had supreme leader kylo he placed it down i'm like all right i'm clearing half the board and praying that he can only clear half of my board yeah or, yeah. you know or less and that you know that's what ended up happening i even just despite him i also killed one of the one of the supreme leader kylo ads so <laughs> take that 
but otherwise, yeah, it was three v three is much much more difficult if you don't have GLs. Yes, for one for sure. Um, there's a lot of people I talked to that climbed, 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 hit three v three, and are like, "Well, I have no chance of climbing now." Um, right. Um, all right, so that brings us to the what have we done this week section of the podcast. Um, yeah, Zareth, what have you done this week for your roster? Oh, so, I mean, so you wrote down, like, the, the modding that you did. I, I didn't bother doing that. There's, there's some shifts. But um, so one thing I impulsively did, I, I've been working on my Rebel fleet a little bit because, uh, you know, I've been testing against Executor builds. And uh, in the in the course of that, I was like, man, I, I would love Akbar to be a little bit better, Biggs to be a little bit more resilient. So I put some relics on them. And then I just, like, impulsively... Uh, because I, I have like six had 64 omicron mats i just threw one on akbar i threw through his eye because yeah. i've been wanting to and i think i can afford it so um maybe not my best moment but <laughs> maybe my most honest moment oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i uh <laughs> i did I, well i said it earlier um i didn't do anything um i have yeah. I have enough for six, six E mod or six or eight, six E mods right now. I have about 150 of each uh, signal data. And I have, what is it? Two set, enough for three R9s in furnaces. Actually, I already converted two of them or enough for two into the, the, Gerdas or whatever they're called. Um, mm. and so I'm literally just hoarding all of my relic material until the GI kit announcement comes out. Um, then I can make a more educated choice because we don't have a GAC, so I don't have to worry about upgrades right away. Um, with that said, I did start doing some remodding, though. And so I pushed Dash up to 360 now. I got Jedi Net Revan up to 327. Um, and so I'm just increasing their speeds because it's going to be important in three or in 5v5. You know, I didn't care about Dash in 3v3, quite frankly. Um, in 5v5, though, fast Dash is really damn annoying and scary. Sure. Uh um, well, and man, he, he actually has some really good functionality in threes if you use him with Vander against, against like Jedi Master Luke. But yeah, but, but yeah, yeah, we discovered that a little too late. And you will probably want Landino, which you, I, I yeah, bet you I, have. So. I do not have an R8 Landino, that I can promise you. Um, I wonder how it works with G12. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Quote unquote, like probably not the same. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I sped up Jedi Knight Revenants. Like I said earlier in the podcast, uh, I really am counting on them. If Supreme Leader Kylo isn't on the board, I'm counting on Jedi Knight Revan with Mace and Bastila to take out all these stupid fast Darth Revan comps with like Talon or Nest or whatever troopers can't take out. Or if you set an R9 Sith Empire trooper on me, 
Etienne doesn't care. It just doesn't care. Um, so I sped up Darth Revan because a 327 Darth Revan, what was the path? Uh, divided by 0.85, can outspeed a 364, or a 327 Jedi Knight Revan can outspeed a 364 Darth Revan. Oh, okay. So I can now, I can now with my Jedi Knight Revan, outspeed the fastest Darth Revan in the game. Which is, you know, going to be damn useful because I can use that counter rather than use a GL. Um, so that's go. that's all I've done so far. And Because like I said, next week or the week after, um, there's going to be just a laundry list of upgrades because I'm hoarding everything now, but I'm not hoarding it for long. It's like, all right, hoard until the road ahead. Hoard until the road ahead, and there we go. Um, there we are. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then hopefully, hopefully, sorty. Hopefully, we can start getting sorty up soon, because I will gladly uh, blow the hoard on sorty. All right. Well, so one one. The one the part of corner of my roster that I've been neglecting is IG88. I know that a lot of yeah. guilds have required Relic 8 on, on him for territory war purposes, and I just haven't seen the need for it yet. Um, but he's someone I have focused on greatly late, greatly lately. Uh, not only not only because the fleet is is a little better for it, uh, it's also because he is just real important it looks like to that sortie team yeah yeah he looks really good with sortie um i did so i run the tri attacker in an arena because i'm lazy and i like to hit auto and so i have i have given ig88 more attention um but yeah he is he's with sortie coming out he's going to be worth it i mean god it, 5v5, we're going to have the Sorty team, we're going to have the First Order TIE Pilot team, we're going to have the Grand Inquisitor, if Inquisitors do anything in 5v5. Oh, they'll be relevant, for sure. Yeah, but we'll see how relevant. Like, is it going to be dad bod relevant, or is it going to be, like, gas relevant? Um, Well, I I would be content if they were, like, with Grand Inquisitor at the head... Uh, you know, with good with decent relics, if they were as good as like Bad Batch, I think that that would, I think I'd be okay with that. And then like transcendent, of course, in in territory wars, you would hope. Yeah, right. Um, so yeah, that's and that's I'd be okay with that. I'd completely be okay with that. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So though. Next week, next week we're gonna have lots and lots of changes for me, but not not this week. This week it was a couple of modding changes thanks to a couple of friendly slices today. I, I only got I only got two plus twenty fives and two plus twenties today in my mod slicing. Oh, that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's nothing big. Nothing big. A plus twenty seven crit damage triangle, which is my third. Yeah, you showed me that screenshot today. I was like, what the actual hell? Like, I I was a little bit salty. So, I mean, it's fine. Because you, you probably don't, there's probably some hole in, you know, your speed right. stuff. 
elsewhere. Yeah. But I was like, that, that's like the rarest. That that was the one that when we first started, the, when when I was first starting, like that, I was like, I got a crit damage triangle with crit damage set and it doesn't have speed, but I don't care. It's crit damage. Damn it all. Oh, right. Like I was, I was so excited. Um, but plus so, 27, and, three plus 27 seems absurd. Yeah. So you, you want to know what the funny part is. So on my alt account, the, the person that took over from it, I, <laughs> I have so many on both accounts. I have so many crit damage triangles that are useful. And I was talking to him today because I sent that screenshot and he's like, dude, I have a crit damage triangle on Hoda because you gave me so many crit damage triangles over 20 speed because I did it on that. I just have it on that account too. It's just like, you know, pure luck, um, hmm. but luck that worked out apparently. Well, I'm looking right now. So I have, I have a total of 10 crit damage triangles on my account that are at plus 20 speed yeah. or more. And four of them are at plus 25. Exactly. None of them are more than that. And then, um, you have a 24, a 23, 22, and then they're all 20s after that. But yeah, so I, I mean, I, I'm okay there. I just like plus 27 is rude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, rude. Um, Not okay. <laughs> yeah. But it's nice because that allowed, that's what got my dash up to 360 and allowed me to put damage triangle on dash, which I've wanted to do for the longest time uh, because he, you know, I run him with Kira to increase his damage even more. And so it's going to be nice to have an actual damage modifier and not a health triangle like he used to have. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think of what the, my, I, I've reprioritized my uh, relics for, for 5v5 now. I forget what, I forget what the thing I've been, I'm really focusing on though. Oh, was, you actually sent me the list. Oh yeah, well, so so yeah, IG eighty eight for sure. Uh, yep. Maybe maybe Tarkin, and then. Oh yeah, <laughs> you had fleets. <laughs> Your list you sent to me, and this might have been sent right after uh, a couple fleet battles that you did. But it was IG eighty eight, CAD, Tie Fighter, Pilot, Tarkin, and then Grand Inquisitor. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, and maybe sortie. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, like, well, that and Cad needs to be relic eight. Like, he's he's only seven right yeah. now. But, yeah, which sounds so ludicrous. He's only he's only seven. Crying out loud, yeah. man! First order officers already relic eight. So the, the arms race, man. Yeah, killing me. And that it is. That it is. Oh, all right. Um, so that probably wraps up podcast it's been two hours now um yeah thank you everybody thank you everybody for joining us um yeah we are in the off weeks so no streaming for the you know our gacs i do plan on doing uh 3v3 wrap-up stream this week yeah. probably not until .gg releases the history though so we have so we can look at that and talk about that um and then we'll have our Friday night shenanigans. Yeah, no scheduled streams for me though. I'm guessing I'll I'll do at least one this week and then one the next week. Uh, I gotta. Yeah. I don't I don't know even what I'm gonna do. I might do roster roasts or something. I might enlist Laz's help for that. We'll see. <laughs> um, 
but yeah um yeah guys thanks for watching or listening or both uh so and don't be dicks and remember that evil sucks <laughs>